At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Former Philly Low, welcome to Lovey Las Vegas. For Cuscus Hoops with myself, Greg Spears, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast and Got a great podcast for you. We're going to keep this a little bit of a two-part chat. Didn't wind up seeing too much in college basketball on Saturday as we did wind up seeing a pair of guys in Jameer Young who was at SMU last season. He wound up going to Memphis and James Beck of Miami of Ohio. He went to New Mexico State. Not really enough to give you too much of news and notes on that. So I'll be polishing those up tomorrow. So I'll have a few thoughts there. Hopefully we wind up getting a little bit more movement with regards to that, and something that is hot and happening right now in terms of college basketball, something that we're going to be talking about in the second segment, as Cooper Watson, he does a great job over at Bustin' Brackets. We're going to be chatting with him about some of the takeaways that he's got with these foreign trips that we're seeing. Should we be sticking any stock whatsoever into this, or are there any big takeaways that we might be having even away from that? Does this wind up giving any sort of a team a leg up for the upcoming season? So we're going to be talking about that, since I know that there have been a lot of people buzzing about Kentucky blowing out the Bahamas, a close game between Auburn and Israel, as if it would be like a quad three locks or something like that. So we're gonna get Cooper's thoughts on that, and then we're also gonna be taking a look at we're also gonna be taking a look at teams that we're becoming a little bit more and less bearish on, and we're gonna be talking a lot about the middle of the ACC with Cooper, and then we're gonna be bringing up a power conference that. Neither of us are necessarily too bullish on that has fallen short in the NCAA tournament each out of the last few years. Many of you guys might have just figured out what conference I am talking about with that description, but we're gonna be talk we're gonna be talking to Cooper about that. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be over those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore eighty one. Keep in mind letters EM. They mean does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And it sounds like you're probably going to hear Cooper a little bit more on this podcast next week as well as I think that me and him are going to be doing a Mac preview. I'm going to be doing previews for all 32 conferences. Looks like Cooper is going to be joining me for the Mac as well. Going to be looking to do the NEC and the Patriot League relatively soon as well as I'm pounding about one and a half conference previews a week. We've been getting hot and heavy with them because 
but a little bit of shortage of news and notes recently in college basketball. So when we wind up being a little bit more bare there, that leads to more conference previews. And like I said, if there's anything that you'd like to hear more or less of on this podcast, please do fire that in at unit underscore 81 on Twitter, DMs. Amy does that matters. Always through the timeline and always happy to provide what you guys want to hear on this podcast. But coming up next, we always have great chats with this man, Cooper Watson of Bustin' Brackets. He's going to be joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And we're back here at Lovey Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Pierce, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And great to be joined by our guest. That's Cooper Watson. He is doing amazing work covering the game of college basketball over there at Boston Brackets at his fan site. It's college basketball coverage. And 
Watch out that. I know that Cooper has been doing a few different things this offseason. I know that he was doing a couple things over there at the field of 68, a man that is out there in the eastern part of the country doing a great job of being able to hold it down there and to be able to follow Cooper on Twitter. That is that Cooper, the letter T, and the Watson. So his first and last name with a T in between. And Cooper, great to have you aboard. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me, Greg. It is great to have you aboard. And Cooper, it is great that we have back these foreign trips as well. I'm not sure if you've made a ton out of them because we're seeing things like Twitter blowing up when Auburn winds up getting taken to a dogfight against Israel and things like that. But do you have any things that you're taking a look at with regards to these foreign trips? And or is there anything that could wind up having you feeling a little bit more bullish or bearish on a team from what you wind up seeing? Not really is the boring answer outside of injuries um, or anything like that. Maybe every now and then you'll get something where over a span of three or four games, you know, you can see a guy taking four threes a game that maybe shot like one a game or didn't shoot any the last the year before. But I think what hurts these foreign trips is the timing and it's tough to work around, but you know, they're taking place the end of July, early August by that time. We'll use Auburn as an example, goes to Israel. The top U-20 Israel players or college-age Israel pro players are with their pro team by then. So you're really getting like the second string of pros from wherever you're at. Israel ended up, like you said, I think one of those games kept it close, I believe. Auburn, I can't remember how many games they played in total, but I watch them. You know, the standard for me to watch any basketball game in the summer is very low. Like I'll definitely, if it's on YouTube or SEC network or wherever, I'll have it on and I'll watch it, but I don't take it too seriously. It's kind of like preseason NBA games, right? You're just trying to avoid injuries. It's a good experience. It's good for recruiting. So that's my boring answer to that is that no fans like to take stuff away. Mm -hmm. More power to fans watching those games, digging into it and trying to come away with something positive. But I don't think it's, realistic yep i'm right there with you i think that this is more for just a little bit of team building a little bit of coaching which that's not a complete nothing burger at the end of the day but if you're trying to gain a little bit of an edge being like oh kentucky wound up blowing out the bahamas meanwhile Robert right. wound up struggling with israel well where are we going to be putting those two teams in terms of like quad one versus quad four things of this right. nature? <laughs> I mean, the level of competition that you wind up getting with these foreign teams as well, it's just very much night and day as well. And you've got a lot of coaches that they're not necessarily playing the lineup that they're going to be trotting out there night number one. Like you mentioned with preseason, when it comes to preseason football, coach is not going to give away exactly everything that they're doing. And neither is John Calipari nor Bruce Pearl as well. So I feel like we're in agreement on that one as we do have Cooper Watson does a great job over there at Boston Brackets. He is joining me on the podcast. But when it comes to a lot of these teams that they are taking these foreign trips, like I said, it is good for being able to build a little bit of chemistry, things mm-hmm. of that nature. But is there any teams that, as you've been evaluating them more and more this offseason, they've been jumping out at you and you're thinking that maybe there's going to be a little bit of a change of heart or you're just feeling a little bit more bullish or bearish on them in general because it is a relatively long offseason and – The initial thoughts that you wind up having, sometimes it's not necessarily what you wind up having when it's all said and done. So has there been any teams that you've been evaluating and you've had a little bit of a change of heart on them, whether that be to the positive or the negative? 
There's a few. It's different than it used to be, though, because you used to stare at this, you know, basically the same roster. You know what the roster was going to be pretty early in the offseason, at least by the NBA deadline. Maybe a couple names were up in the air with the NBA draft deadline. But rosters are changing so much, like throughout the whole offseason, that typically you're not staring at the same roster all offseason and trying to talk yourself in or out of teams. But I look at like a Notre Dame. That's a team I was looking at recently that feels undervalued in terms of just the amount of talk that I've seen about them this offseason in the ACC. Obviously, North Carolina and Duke are always going to draw the most attention, especially this offseason with North Carolina's Final Four run, potentially the number one team. Duke's got the number one recruiting class. Coach K retires. John Shire's coming in. Miami had a big offseason in terms of like the news cycle, especially early. They land a couple big transfers and you've got the Nigel Pack NIL deal. You've got Isaiah Wong threatening to leave. And then he's like, no, I'm joking. I'm coming back. So that was a whole thing. Notre Dame basically played seven guys. They didn't basically. They played seven guys last year. Four of those are back. Four super seniors are back. Cormac Ryan, Dane Goodwin, Trey Wirtz, and Nate Leshevsky. Leshevsky was a late NBA draft. He pulled out late, like almost at the last minute. So you bring back four of your top seven guys, you lose your backcourt, which hurts. Prentice Hub leaves, although Prentice Hub was disappointing last year. He took a big step back, but he's gone. Blake Wesley's gone, which really hurts. He ended up getting picked like top 20, I believe, in the draft. They lost Paul Atkinson from Yale, who was really big for them defensively last year, just as a body in the paint. But they bring back, like I said, those four guys. They also bring in Marcus Hammond, who is, I believe, also a super senior, a big scoring guard, averaged 20 a game at Niagara last year. So we'll see how, you know, low major to ACC transfers are always hit or miss. Some of them hit, some of them miss. It's not a sure thing, but 20 a game has to translate to something in the ACC. And they bring in a really talented recruiting class, one of Mike Bray's best at Notre Dame. J.J. Starling is going to be a really good piece in the backcourt. Not as experienced as like Apprentice Hub, but I would say he's as talented, if not more talented. So Notre Dame's going to score, which has been the case every year with them. The defense is going to... You know, that's going to be the key. Can they guard? We know that Mike Bray knows how to play offense. This team has a bunch of shooters. They made the NCAA tournament last year, barely, but they made it. They won their first four game over Rutgers, and then they won another game over Alabama. So, you know, you could say they won two games, game and a half, however you want to count the first four. Last year, they bring back a large portion of that crew, a really good recruiting class, a nice transfer guard with experience who can score. I like Notre Dame. I think they're pretty obviously an NCAA tournament quality team this year that feels like they've been talked about, I mean, basically not at all this offseason. So that was like right where my mind went. And I do think that it is interesting to take a look at a team like Notre Dame as Cooper Watson does a great job over there at Bussin Brackets is joining me on the podcast because we do see quite a few of these teams, which I think it's fair to say Notre Dame was surprising to the good last season. Not a lot of people thought that they were going to become an NCAA tournament team. And right. not only were they able to go to the NCAA tournament, but they were able to win a few games in the NCAA tournament. And then the follow-up is always intriguing as well, because you have some of those teams that they take big giant strides forward. And I always go back to Wisconsin, who wound up winning the Big Ten during that 2019-20 COVID year. So they were unable to play in the NCAA tournament. They were a little bit of a bus 
the next season as well. And I always think that those are some of the most interesting teams to be able to gauge because on one end, you could say, man, maybe this team overachieved a little bit. Maybe they have a little bit of a glass ceiling or something like that. Or you could take a look at Notre Dame and say, you know what? There were low expectations for them. They were just too low going into last season, and they have the possibility of taking a step forward. So I do think that a team like a Notre Dame that wound up being better than many people expected last year, a very intriguing example of this. Yeah, my expectations for Notre Dame going into last year weren't that low. I thought that they would bounce back a little bit. The COVID year was weird, 2020-2021, the shortened season was weird for them. They had a really, really difficult strength of schedule. They couldn't guard at all. I mean, even worse than most Mike Bray teams, but they brought back a lot of talent, a lot of experience. We knew they could score. I kind of thought they were a bubble team going into last year, and that's where they ended up. I'm similar right now. I think they'll probably end up being an NCAA tournament team, but I mean, in that bubble territory again. You know what, though? I mean, the ACC is weird. Like Boston College is another team that I think falls under the same, the question you asked me earlier, maybe like a sleeper team, a lower level. They're not going to make the NCAA tournament. But Earl Grant did a really good job last year. The team actually looked like they enjoyed playing basketball which was not something you could say about them under most of the Jim Christian era. They looked like they enjoyed playing basketball. I mean, it's a team that was not good last year, under 500, like five or six games under 500. But they bring back a good amount. And I think it's a team that, for their standards, whatever they are, could end up being like ninth in the ACC, which for Boston College, with where they've been, would be really, really good. So I think Boston College is a lower-level sleeper team where a lot of people are just going to sharpie in and say Boston College is going to be terrible dead last in the ACC again. I don't think that's going to be the case. And that's a team that won two games in the ACC tournament last time for the first time in at least a decade, probably. If you're looking for a team that is not going to be good regardless, but might be better than most people are expecting, I would almost look at Boston College. I do think that it's going to be interesting to take a look at really the entirety of the ACC as well, to your point, because you mentioned it with Boston College. Certainly not a team I think is going to be able to finish in the top three in that conference, but last few years, it's been a very top-heavy ACC. It's been Duke and North Carolina, and I still have those two as my top two going into the season this year, Great. but... I think that a team that you mentioned in Miami is intriguing. Notre Dame is a team that I think is going to be able to make the NCAA tournament. Virginia, I think, is going to be a top 25 team. Virginia Tech, they've got a good style of play as well. I mean, NC State is not a team that I think is going to make the tournament, but at the very least, I mean, bringing back your Quavian Smith, that's a good place to be able to start for them. Pittsburgh actually has a little bit of talent for a change as well. Right. I just take a look at the ACC, and it feels like the depth that we're used to seeing – With the ACC, it might not be back at peak levels when they were getting nine-plus teams into the NCAA tournament, but it's relatively close, and Florida State is another team that I could see being a top-10, top-15 team when it's all said and done. Yeah, I agree. You know, it could definitely be like a seven-bid league, which would be really strong for the ACC, which five years ago, the ACC was the best conference in the country, and it's had a couple down years, although it did really well in the NCAA tournament last year. Like you said, the top of the conference has remained strong, even if the depth has not been there. But just to rattle off real quickly, I mean, I think Duke, North Carolina, Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Florida State are teams that I I just think are going to make the NCAA tournament. And that's six teams, I believe. And then you get into Notre Dame as a potential seventh 
Maybe Pitt could sneak up and do something. Wake Forest, I think, is going to have a little bit of a down year. You know, Clemson has the injury there with PJ Hall, which I'm not entirely sure what the timetable is for that. But seven teams would be really good. Going back to Notre Dame, if Notre Dame can sneak in, I like the rest of those teams. The other six that I named, you know, Virginia Tech, Florida State, teams like that. I I just think that those are obvious NCAA tournament teams. I think the ACC is going to be really strong this year. I do think so as well. I think that it's going to be a lot of fun to take a look at the ACC as Cooper Watson is joining me on the podcast. And I do think that there are a few conferences that they've done a good job of being able to bring in some pieces. You were talking about Notre Dame bringing in Marcus Hammond. I think that that's a seamless fit for them. Virginia, I think, has been able to do a nice job, not just with the transfer portal, bringing you guys like Ben Vanderplas, but also in their actual recruiting as well. Pete Nance going to North Carolina. No doubt they're going to be a top five team coming into the season. We shall see if they finish the year there, but I do think that they're one of the best teams in all of college basketball entering into the season. I've got them and Gonzaga 1A, 1B pretty much at this point, but or a few conferences that you think are going to be a little bit down because I just still take a look at the Big Ten. And when you wind up having more teams wind up going into the NCAA tournament from, say, the ACC, I love what the Big East wound up doing this offseason as well. I thought that pretty much every team, aside from Marquette, wound up making very good moves in terms of the transfer portal. You did wind up seeing Jay Wright step down, but I do think that Kyle Lefton is still going to do a relatively solid job there. But I take a look at a conference or two that could wind up losing NCAA tournament bids from last year, and the Big Ten just shoots right to the top of my list. I agree. I think the Big Ten is going to be down, and the running joke with the Big Ten outside of Big Ten fans is that it's remained sort of down in March. They've struggled to win in the NCAA tournament at times, even when they've had eight or nine teams and have struggled to get teams to the Final Four. Haven't won a championship since Michigan State 2000, I believe. So I think it's going to be down, though. I mean, you know, you're talking about Indiana. You know, Mike Woodson's done a nice job. No disrespect to Indiana. I think they're going to be a very good team. I just think when you're talking about Indiana team that was not very good last year, was mediocre last year, ended up sneaking in the first four. As the best team in the conference, I think that's not a good thing. I mean, the powerhouses are down. Michigan's going to be a little bit down. Illinois up in the air. Wisconsin's going to be a little bit down. Purdue and Michigan State have just been dead bodies this offseason. I mean, Matt Painter and and Tom Izzo are going to have to figure out the transfer portal at some point. Incredible coaches, but they're just going to have to figure out how to recruit transfers at some point. So I think the league as a whole is is definitely going to be down at the top. It's going to be really, really competitive. So I think it's still going to be a fun league to watch because there's going to be a lot of close games. But I don't think you're going to have certainly like there's been the last decade where there's three teams potentially in the top 10 at one point in the season. I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think they're going to have a single preseason top 10 team when the AP top 25 comes out. I think Indiana, Illinois are probably going to be in the 10 to 20 range. Yeah, I think that's going to be a relatively rough year for a lot of these Big Ten teams. I like Illinois. I think that Illinois has done a great job in the portal, bringing in someone like a TJ Shannon, bringing in Matthew Meyer. I think that when it's all said and done, they've got a good chance of being able to win that conference. And Brad Underwood, to his credit, has been someone that has been showing that he's willing to adapt to the talent. And a man that is doing a great job covering the game of college basketball and we always have great chats with you, Cooper. It is always incredible to get you aboard all of your insights. And I know you're doing great work at Bus and Brackets, but you're also doing a couple other things as well. So love the good people at home. 
know how they're able to follow you on social media and everything they've got going on in general. Yeah, social media is on Twitter at Cooper T. Watson. I've got some previews coming out. It's fun. I actually like this time of the year. We're getting close. We're closing in on the season. I've got a UNC and an NC State sort of off-season season preview that'll be pretty comprehensive coming out, busting brackets at some point in the next few weeks. Also going to dive in and maybe predict some ACC awards, player of the year, freshman of the year, stuff like that. So I'm excited. That's about what I've got going on right now. It is getting to be preview season in college basketball. I've been in full force looking at a lot of these low to mid majors in college basketball. And hey, Cooper wanted joining me for the CAA preview. Hopefully we'll have him back on for a few other conference previews throughout the offseason because Cooper doing an amazing job taking a look at the game of college basketball. And it's always great to get him aboard. A big thanks to Cooper for joining me right here on Coast to Coast Soups. Now a part of the Visa Family Podcast. If you do like sharing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to throw those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at gnnrn Keep in mind, letters CM. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast, five stars it is very much appreciated from there you're above fire and whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review i'm coming at you guys every single day on this podcast during the offseason news and notes of college basketball long conference previews once we get in season picks and analysis on every single game every single day so i'll chat at you once again tomorrow thank you at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.